Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Oddity Files. Podcast. All things creepy. Cryptic. Otherworldly. We're back mm-hmm. for you bingers. Um, yeah, all the stuff and all the things. And Nick and I just had a wonderful conversation about <laughs> that you'll getting never older hear. and the rain affecting body parts that you never, you know, my grandparents never told me that, I, you know, I take that back. Grandpa Stobbs, who I, all my perfect sayings come from Grandpa Stobbs. So I was like, that barometric pressure, it'll get you. That is, the, that is a fact. That is uh, 110%. I feel like <laughs> I feel like a lot of things that that are are talked about, especially like growing up. And I guess it's maybe it all starts like being a teenager is about you know as we get older, the only thing that we ever talk about functioning not as we'd like them to are our no no our no no parts. <laughs> but we never talk about like our elbows, our knees, our shoulders, our ankles. Like we don't talk about those things. And that I wish that I would have had that information to prepare for a little bit more. Oh, dude. So there was like two or three years I had to wear this like little cuff on my elbow. And I, I got tennis elbow from pulling luggage off a carousel and it affected me for two years i mean it's it's ridiculous oh yeah and people it's so funny I, I i joke and i tell everyone like after 25 it's all downhill everything like the you wake up it's your 25th just you wait the eve of your 25th birthday and then you wake up and you just feel everything Everything that you've yeah. put yourself through up until that point, you feel all of it. Everything that happened, all the times you fell down when you were three years old, you feel it at 25. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I didn't start feeling that till 40. Um, maybe I lived a sheltered life. I'm not sure. But yeah, it took me to 40 to start feeling every ache and pain. Well, and now it's, it's I can't, I get, you know, the rain aches mm-hmm. and I can't sleep past 4 a.m. Well, so you were that. you were sipping from the fountain of youth, so that's why you probably didn't <laughs> feel it until you you didn't feel. All, but the thing about it is, when you started feeling it at forty, I'm sure you, instead of feeling the first twenty five years, anything you did between twenty five and forty, you were just feeling it double than everyone that was feeling it at yeah, twenty five. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Sciatica hit. You know, it's, it's fucking lovely. But you guys are listening to Oddity Files. <laughs> The podcast, the podcast, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> and I'm still Nick Floyd after all this Thank time. Thank God. 
Praise the Lord. It's almost been a full year since I've been on the podcast. I maybe has been. No, I think we had your podiversary already. Was it? I was September. actually thinking about that the other day. Was it, was September? it September? I think it was September. Maybe oh, it was August. It was like August. June. Last year didn't count. Nothing mattered last year. Oh, Nothing was, okay. I don't even remember. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you if you ask Somebody me. Somebody look that up. Yeah, please. Someone Tweet at a bitch. Tell me when it was because I cannot tell you when, like, going out. So going out on tour and, like, seeing so many friends and people that I was only talking to over, like, text or Instagram DM, they brought up all the real good stupid stuff that I was doing. And even having that, and I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I only did it because it reminded me what day of the week it was. I don't even remember the months that I did it. (laughs) So it didn't do what it was supposed to do. I'm just like, oh, yeah, back in uh, last year. year. The the year that shall remain nameless, very Voldemort-y, if you will. It's it's crazy. Also, one thing I have to say, and I know you'll probably agree with me, is fuck a retrograde because this has been the worst and longest and most never-ending retrograde I've ever experienced in my life. Are you aware that for a time there were six planets in retrograde, Nicholas? in the last week? Yes. Okay, I believe it. That adds up. That makes sense. Okay, so Pluto just came out of retrograde yesterday. We're recording this on Tuesday, October 12th. And last week... Mars came out of retrograde. It's like six planets plus like a moon that's not really a planet at one point. So, I mean, it it explains my fucking life. And Pluto that has been in retrograde that just came out yesterday is was clearing karma for the last however long for everybody. It's like we were clear. So shit went down. And then during Mercury retrograde, when, you know, all communication comes to a halt. So I don't know. It's crazy shit. Yeah, it truly was. I mean, I think like Facebook went down during the retrograde, which Mm -hmm. there's conspiracy theories tied to that. But I'm still sitting here going like y'all planets need to stop taking spring break at the same time. Literally, I guess it's been several, several I don't know. Jess would know better than I, but a very long time since this many planets have been in retrograde. Well, we all felt it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about everybody, but I felt it. I know you felt it. Yeah. And others that were that are close to me also felt it. So if ever if if everyone if anyone else felt the Mercury retrograde in the last couple weeks, let me know, please. Well, what it's what has been beneficial about all these retrogrades is I'm learning what each planet in retrograde means. So, I mean, communication is a big deal. So Mercury, you know, is the most popular one. But I'm going to have to watch out for fucking Pluto now. Yeah, Pluto is like the devil planet. Can we just make it a star again? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, the moment we welcome that back in, it just caused nothing but trouble. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, life's been a little insane around here because of all the retrogrades. And uh, I don't have a whole lot of show notes or haven't watched a whole lot of anything um so what you got nick (laughs) i I got shit to plug but i'll keep that till later i didn't watch a whole lot of stuff i i I will say i have experience and maybe because i maybe i haven't seen it because i feel like i've been a part of it but there are normally things that enter the zeitgeist like the stranger things and the game of thrones and the walking deads where you 
if you're not in the know, you can see it around you because it is a part of the zeitgeist. I've never been outside of that where I've seen kind of like the power of it. And I got on a flight I'm on so the second. I'm confused what zeitgeist is. So it's like everything that's in the now and the pop culture, like what, okay. what everyone's talking about. You and your fancy hipster <laughs> words. <laughs> I got on my flight, uh, the first flight back out the second leg of tour. And everyone was talking about, you know, Midnight Mass had come out, but also the same day that Midnight Mass came out, Squid Game also came out, the, the Squid Game. And everyone, I mean, just overnight, this was the show. Like, I'm sitting here binging Midnight Mass and talking about how great it was and, like, having conversations about faith and, and what it means to truly interpret the Bible. Like, having these great conversations from the show... And everyone's talking about the squid game. And I get on the first flight and I look around and there are seven people in my clear line of sight watching the show on their phones. Really? Like they've all downloaded it. I've never experienced that from like outside of yeah. something that's trending. The I realm. Haven't. The realm. Yeah. But uh, it was crazy. I haven't watched it yet. Um, TV feels like a lot right now. So. I, you know, I hear it's dubbed, and I'm, ju- I just probably will not watch it's, it. The funny thing is, I was talking to my one of my best friends, and he was like, I, "The dub is weird. It's bad." And I was like, "You know, you can turn that off, right?" And he didn't know. No one knows apparently. Then how do you understand what they're saying? So you can do so on with Netflix because Netflix signs a lot of their content is. Uh, foreign deals so it's like french right. shows german shows like dark is a very big and popular show um and a lot of korean uh shows and movies are very make up a very big part of netflix so they have two different things they have two english subtitles one english subtitle is basically subtitling the dub and then one is is the burnt in subtitles that you would get if you bought a dvd that was a for in a foreign language where they're just okay. burnt in so they're more accurate. But if you go in your language settings, you have to select the original language, which okay. it'll it'll annotate by it and say like Korean original language. And then you select the one of the two subtitles. I don't know the the names that Netflix has them listed as, but you select whatever the one is like original or like captioned or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have you have a subtitled foreign show. But then you can't hear them speak English. No, it's, it, that goes away. Okay, so yeah, there's no watching. There's no scrolling through social media while wa- watching a TV show. That no, I, you I are. Can't do that anymore. You are glued to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I I'm so used to watching everything with subtitles on at this point. Oh, same. Because my mastiffs used to snore, <laughs> real like earth shattering, and I never took it off. I depend on it now. It's. It just helps. And there's some little things that are, that kind of pop up that are there. And what I love, and I didn't realize this was, um, and not every, everything has it, but Coda, which was an amazing movie on Apple TV, um, is about the uh, a Coda family, so a child of a deaf adult. And okay. the way they captioned it was descriptive. Uh, audio essentially so like it described sounds and things as they're happening so you kind of pick up i do love that it's great and i would love if so many people did especially in horror movies because you're getting these sound elements described to you as you would if you're reading a script or a screenplay Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's amazing. But yeah, Netflix defaults all all things in the American Netflix. It defaults everything to a dub. Okay. Perfect. So you can you can dodge it. But I haven't watched it. The only thing I watched recently um, was... I don't even think it was on my... It was on the first leg of the tour. I watched... And I think you actually recommended it to me. Was a movie called Extraordinary. Oh, so good. It was fantastic. I I avoided it because I thought Will Forte was only going to be in it for a second. And he's in Mm -hmm. the whole movie. And it's... Oh, yeah. It was great. (laughs) So good. It's very reminiscent of ghosts on hbo max which i read that they released a u.s version of it on cbs really yes huh i hate when they do that oh they always they always reboot the 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 british shows always yeah i mean we all have bbc america or hbo max in this case so i will i give it a watch no because i don't have that (laughs) streaming service Actually, is that Paramount? Yes. Uh, oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Well, then I I will probably watch it. <laughs> Just give it a shot. I did watch season three that recently dropped of Ghosts on HBO Max. So good. So the actors... The ghosts themselves are all just so fantastic. And I love how, like, every other episode dives deeper into the life story of the people that are haunting this home. So it's it's beautifully done. Well, it reminds me a lot of you. And I think that's why watching Extraordinary, like, it was, I'm like, if, if Kitsy could write a screenplay about how she truly felt about about otherworldly paranormal spiritual it would be this movie because it very was it was reminiscent of everything that you always have talked about (laughs) about ghosts and paranormal and all this stuff so it just felt i just felt like i was watching a piece of like your mind in a way which was well thank you (laughs) and it's hysterical and it's so funny (laughs) with, with humor that you would approve so so yeah yes that was huge fan of british humor anyway because they are so full of snark and it's so beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So I started watching a little bit of Doom Patrol. I do love that series so much. I think I'm over the whole Titans thing. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but again, I know this isn't a nerdy podcast, but Doom Patrol's got the snark that you would find in Marvel movies. So yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I need to go back and I need to watch. I-, I loved the first half of the first season. I need to finish it. Um, but I, I mean, I just love that Brendan Fraser is in it and Alan Tudyk is in it and it's just, it's just so weird and offbeat. Mark Shepard, Crowley from Supernatural's in it. It's so beautifully done. And just the, the, you know, it's, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy done DC style, which is good. And, you know, now that I'm over my whole Chris Pratt thing and it just gets on my nerves now, I've got Doom Patrol. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, and aside from that stuff, I can't even tell you. I mean, I'm I'm really trying to rack my brain around anything else that that I've watched, and I I just haven't. There's so much coming. I mean, we got next or this week we have the new Halloween coming to Peacock, the new Chucky series coming to oh, USA yeah. and Sci-Fi. So we have so much coming, but I just feel like right now everything's in theaters, and I just haven't had time to go to see a movie. 
So I know um, on Discovery Plus they dropped uh, Eli Roth and Zach Baggins' mm. new Haunted Museum series. I've not watched it yet, um, but from the few tweets I've read that he's retweeted, it sounds like it's they're telling the stories of the items in the museum. So that could be super interesting, kind of like a Mysteries at the Museum Zach Baggins style. Oh, that's really cool. There's yeah. T I mean TV is definitely dominating. I think now that movie theaters are are back, uh hard quoting that. Not for me. Uh, it's it's not back <laughs> for me and I think TV just keeps proving time and time again that it's just absolutely dominating and, and like I said, I mean like Chucky's coming out soon and I'm I'm not a huge Chucky fan, but the fact that everyone is back and Jennifer Tilly is back, and Devin Sawa's so playing a main character in the show. I'm just, I am all in on this show. So, that's it. Yay. Well, you'll have to tell me, because I told you my story about Chucky uh -huh. and how it scarred me for life. I know. I know um. you and your relationship with Chucky. <laughs> um, guys, I got a couple quick announcements um, for stuff and things that include me. There's a brand new episode of Paranormal Crossroad this weekend. If you are in Louisville, you can watch it on WKYI Channel 24. If you're in Indianapolis, you can watch it on Channel 23, WNDY at midnight. In Louisville, it's at 1030. Or they also drop on YouTube at 1030 on Saturdays as, as well. It's uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Paranormal X Road. So definitely check it out. Part one debuted last weekend. It was my first case with poltergeist activity. I don't know if you guys remember several months back when I did the story about uh, psychokinesis, whatever, that people think that it's, it's mostly human energy that's causing poltergeist activity. When I kind of explained that to the couple, <laughs> the, the, it's actually KJ's sister, Heather's kind of like, Oh, my entire life makes sense now. <laughs> so, yeah, but you will find out uh, not all poltergeists are bad because one of the spirits we contacted claims to have thrown a penny across a room. Um, oh. It's awesome. That episode is available now on Paranormal Crossroad on YouTube. You can just go to pxroad.com as well, and you can get to our YouTube page from there. But the, uh, this Saturday's episode is the very first one that's going to have one of our, our, our live segments in it where we record in front of a studio audience. And Tiffany did her reading in front of the studio audience, and it was absolutely beautiful. So you actually get to see more than just Tiffany's head in this episode. So it's super exciting. Very cool. But speaking of the live event, tomorrow night, this is dropping on Friday the 15th. But Saturday, October 16th, in downtown Indianapolis at the Athenaeum Theater Foundation, we are going to be live on stage again doing that exact same thing. We had uh, investigated a farmhouse in central Indiana that is also a bed and breakfast that had some crazy activity going on after they had like a, a summer solstice event there. And every person had a different experience, but it was like, 
life-changing, soul-feeling experience at this summer solstice. Wow. It's a bunch of you know holistic people get t- together and celebrate summer. So uh, this is really cool. I I may or may not have gotten another attachment at this one. So if you're you're in Indianapolis, and tickets are still available, head to pxroad.com. I believe VIP is sold out at this point. So that's awesome. Our VIP catering is brought to us by Small Batch Soups. So thank you guys so much for jumping on board and supporting the weird. I love so much that and my memory is always has always been horrible. But the one thing that I do remember fondly, not that it was you know forever ago or anything, but it's just so cool for you to talk so much about the Athenaeum. And now it's sort of become the home of Paranormal Crossroads, which is really cool. So, Oh, next year is going to be insane at the Athenaeum. We've got all the plans going uh, on. And I'm so, I'm so honored to be a part of it because they already had like a, a paranormal group attached to it. Um, it's called Unseen Press, and they do ghost walk tours in both Indianapolis and Noblesville and uh, northern north of Indianapolis area. And I actually got to sit down with her this past weekend. She's the the lady who wrote the book about Dr. Kanabe and actually oh. put the gravestone out that during Tiffany's reading in our episode, Dr. Kanabe acknowledged that Nicole had gotten the headstone put out for her. So crazy story. <laughs> um, KJ and I are going to take out the odd box and do some fun stuff after Tiffany's gallery. You know, I was thinking about this today. It's like, you know, Tiffany's a spirit medium, but with the help of audio help from my spirit box, I too am a spirit medium because I'm I'm bringing wow. people their loved ones where they hear their voices come over my my box, if you will. So, I don't know. I I don't know if I'm ready to glom on to that yet, but it, it was just thought <laughs> past my mind. KJ and I also have something really exciting to announce next week. So I can't wait to tell you guys all about that. And that, that's all the stuff and things on my list. I, oh, no, no, no. I wanted to show you this. So Ursula surprised me, friend of the show, Ursula mm-hmm. Good, and sent KJ this book that she made. Uh, it's a hardcover book. That says, uh, just thought you would get some joy out of this little book, Ghost On and Be Well, that has all of our photoshops that she made in it. Those of you on the Patreon can see right now, showing you a couple pages. It's so (laughs) freaking cool. I can't even with it. I know Nick would love this one. What an icon. You? Ursula's I know. The best. No, Ursula. She's <laughs> the best. She's so amazing. So, Ursula, thank you so much. Like I said, life's been a little nutty around here. I've, I've been meaning to message you on Facebook. And if I haven't by the time you got this, please accept my apology. So, oh, and then KJ got me this. Oh. Oh, my gosh. A little, is that a Bigfoot doing yoga? Pretty much. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yeah, That's me all the time. so much fun. We were at German Fest last weekend by Ger- 
we, I mean, KJ and I, and uh, we had people walking by our booths doing, you know, the finger point, like that cool finger point going, love your show, man, and just walk on by. Look at that. I couldn't, I looked at her and I go, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is this happening? Is this for real life? Uh, so it was so much fun. It was great to meet so many people. So, yay. That's where I'm at with the stuff and the things. I was just looking at my um, Echo show because I don't want to say her name. Superman mm-hmm. came out as bisexual? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, the second or third superhero. It was Tim Drake, who's Robin in the comics. He came out as bisexual. Loki, I know, recently in a comic book run and then in the show came out as bisexual. And then now we have one of the it's like Superman's nephew or something. Okay. Who is it? Who's a main character in a, in a comic book, but he also um, came out as bisexual. I Look believe it's, we're recording on national coming out day as well. So isn't that fitting? Oh, look at that. That's yeah. probably, I was wondering came out or what? And I think DC must've announced it officially with a panel from the book on the day today. Perfect. Which is that's cool. So nice. I I love it. I mean, one other piece of news before you get to the real news is apparently they caught the Zodiac killer after all these years and he's dead. So I saw that. I didn't read I haven't had a chance. I mean, I seriously my life is so fucking insane right now. Please, everything, get out of Roger Great. <laughs> Somebody finally decoded the Zodiac Killer's what was it called? Crypto. The, I don't know his his stuff and his things. It wasn't a real yeah. alphabet. It was the last one, and the only way to crack it is if you knew his uh, first, middle, and last name. That was the secret, and so mm-hmm. no one was able to crack it because they didn't know who the identity of the kill, what the identity of the killer was. Oh wow! And how long ago did he die? Uh, two years, I believe. Oh shit. Yeah. What did they say what he like did for a living? That's the shit that intrigues me. I mean, there was a picture of him of someone with him on Reddit. Like someone put it up on Reddit like years ago. This Knew is the guy. Him? Really? Apparently. And now they're tying him. They tied him to to a murder that happened even before the killings did. So they think that What about after? He, I mean, he could have I'm I'm going to been a ton. story much much closer okay yeah it's it's definitely interesting i was telling uh a few friends because that happened right after so i think we were like there was a two week span of time not even two weeks it was like a week where we had the the gabby and brian case happen where so many people on youtube other like vloggers are the only ones who brought information to the FBI that the FBI couldn't even figure out for themselves. Can, can I just pull a, a total moment here? I f- that story broke the day after my daughter came home from living on the road. Could you imagine if she... I said, Cassandra, you are so lucky you're home right now, or I would have come and found you and taken you home. Yeah. It's cr- it hit it's me crazy. so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's... The story itself is insane, and 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 we don't need to get into it. But what is so wild to me is that 
between that and between the Zodiac, it, the Zodiac were all private. It, it wasn't the FBI. It wasn't the CIA. It wasn't any. It was just private people obsessed. who were obsessed. Mm-hmm. And Web that's sleuths how, is what they're called. Yeah, it's what I mean. We wouldn't even, they would not have even found Gabby's remains and we would not be this far into this if it weren't for the web sleuths, the people who had the video of the of the car. And, ha- and same thing with Zodiac. It's like we, we, we have this like underground world of like investigators who are oh. doing this for nothing. And, and I am terrified to dig any deeper into the web sleuth world because I will never come back out ever. Yeah, which the whole what, that Netflix documentary or show that don't the don't fuck with cats or whatever it was. That yeah, that was, it's we're recording everything all of the time. Everyone wants. Is that to be, what that's about? I couldn't get past the kittens. Yeah, it's the plot is hard because of the the commentary, but it was basically a bunch of web sleuths who like cracked the code to find out who this monster of a person was. Oh wow! And. It, we're just constantly always surveying ourselves like we are we are always on our phones we are always recording we are always mm-hmm. goproing and droning. filming everything yeah. droning everything uh but yet we can't get any clean footage of bigfoot anyway <laughs> you know i know i'm here for it um let's get to paranormal in the news you know, I chose this one because it's a Florida man, and, you know, Nick is now mm. a Florida man. So, mm-hmm. always was. <laughs> Drug addled Florida man arrested after chasing ghosts with a machete. Here it is, kids. Jonathan Ponce, 31, took the drug Molly with his 26 year old girlfriend, <laughs> Megan Silva, in Deltona on Thursday. Uh, We'll take out that date because this story is not very recent in Deltona. (laughs) But things took a ghoulish turn when he had a bad reaction, according to the Palm Beach Post. In his drug-addled state, Ponce thought the house was haunted, so he decided to do something about it. Unfortunately, his ghost-routing efforts thoroughly freaked out his girlfriend, who left sleeping six-year-old and eight-month-old children behind as she ran from the home. When police found the couple, Sylvia admitted they were on drugs, and Ponce copped to slashing away at specters. They were both arrested and charged with child neglect. I I mean, that's the the most Florida story I've ever heard. I mean, it's not, but it is at the same time. I mean, like the whole bath salt story from years ago was the most Florida thing I had ever. Oh, heard. that that that's like the bar. The bar was set with bath salt zombie guy. Yeah, I think the the bar, the Florida bar for me is bath salt zombie guy, and then um, alligator through drive through window are like the two. I haven't heard that. Yeah, some it was like some tussle between some two dudes and some guy. Like had an alligator and threw it in through a drive-through window. No, no, it's, it's shocking. But yeah, it, I mean, I, listen. I mean, I personally haven't, aside from like just recreational uh, things that are available in multiple states legally in the United States. <laughs> I haven't. 
<laughs> I haven't, not this I haven't, state. <laughs> not the, yeah, not that state. And medically in this state. But um, I haven't done psychedelics at all. Oh, it's terrifying to me. I feel like there's too much weighing on on whether it goes south or whether it goes well. Yes. And it's a crapshoot. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Vice seen... is like a box of quaaludes. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's the name I've of this seen... episode. <laughs> I, yes, please. I've seen a lot of people get really drunk and like start swinging at nothing, you know, mm-hmm. or, or just doing stupid stuff or saying stupid stuff. And I, I think to amplify that with some form of psychedelics, especially, especially like crazy, uh, unpure psychedelics like Molly and stuff. I imagine that something that goes South is pretty much like swinging a machete blade at ghosts. (laughs) What (laughs) is Molly? This is how lame I am. I don't even know what does what. Quaaludes is so 1962, by the way. (laughs) It's if I am correct, and I don't know a lot about about different drugs, but I believe it's it's MDMA, so it's very close to like a derivative of ecstasy in a way. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I yeah. thought. Okay, it's crazy, but that's I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that no one got hurt. Oh my god, swinging around a machete <laughs> with an eight year old and a six month old, or reverse those numbers because numbers are hard. But yeah, oh my god, people. I, I can I I'm saying this out loud. Fuck it. I feel like people should have to have a parenting license before they have children. I said it. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I've said uh, it in private for years, but I just said that over the podcast <laughs> waves. People, grow the fuck up. Uh, you know, you're gonna have a child. Take care of it for fuck's sake, or find yeah. somebody who will. Okay, but it's also like just be responsible as well. Mm-hmm. Like just be a responsible adult, and it's like. I'm not telling you to not take, I mean, I'm not telling you to take Molly, uh, but I'm not telling you not, I'm telling you to do, you know, live your life how you wish, but just be responsible. Molly free if you have kids and want to wield a machete. Anyway. Yeah. Like hire a sitter or, you know, take it to your, the grandparents' house, whatever it is, and then just hide all the sharp sharp objects because clearly (laughs) if you're doing it, you know enough about it. I hope. I I don't know. I, fucking people. That's all I got. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I believe we decided that I tell stories first today. It's a fact. It's a fact. Thank God for you, Nicolas. Get to it, shall we? Uh, this story recommendation came from a listener, Cassandra Peterson, Ooh. not the Cassandra Peterson. I was about to say, she listens to this podcast. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Oh my, I would lose I'm, my mind. I'd step up my game. I'm not going to lie. She is the most wonderful person. Also, uh, just came out recently. Yes. After all this time. That's amazing. And her partner, T, is an angel sent from heaven. So Love her so much. For those of you that don't know, Cassandra Peterson is Elvira as well. Not this yes. one. But uh, this uh, <laughs> Cassandra is from Minnesota. Hey, dare, don't you know? And she writes... I know you guys say all the time to send things in, and I don't have anything personal, but I figured I could send some possible topics to cover. This is where it's the advantage that I check the Gmail, Nick, by the way, because mm-hmm. I had no idea what to write about today. Um, <laughs> but I figured you could use some possible topics to cover. I apologize if you've already covered it. We wouldn't even know. Cassandra, it's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Much like you, I am Alzheimer's years old. Okay, LOL, I'm only 32. 
So the first two ideas she sent me were Hulu-based documentaries, which I can send those to you, Nick, since uh, I may or may not have stated recently on the show, I am some reason, and I don't know why. Another one as well, and my curiosity was piqued. She recommended the case of the case of Dr. Carl Tanzler, whom she became intrigued with after seeing a story on him on True Terror with Robert England. And I too was intrigued after reading her quick description of the case, which I'm keeping top secret at the moment. She then signed the email. I am strange and unusual. So if these are great for you, let me know. And I could think of other topics to send over to research. Like I said, you can have the Hulu ones, Nick. I'll take the Hulu ones. And, and to which we respond, yes, girl, yes, please. Yeah, and thank, thank you. you. Okay, so I'm here to t today to tell you the story of Dr. Carl Tanzler, a.k.a. Count Carl von Kozel. And that story goes... A little something like this. Dude named Carl von Kozel. In his early childhood, he said he would regularly be visited by one of his dead ancestors who kept showing him the face of his one true love, an exotic, dark-haired woman. Somehow, that's the most mundane detail of this story, however. Fast forward to adulthood. It's the 1930s, and Carl's working as a doctor in Key West, Florida. Another Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> One day at the hospital, a Cuban-American woman named Maria, Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos walks in Ooh. so many names. Um, <laughs> he immediately recognizes her as the girl from his dead ancestor, Visions. What? But before you get too excited about this meet cute, this story is less of a Julia Roberts rom-com and more Mandy's more Mandy Moore's A Walk to Remember. Instead of saying, I have leukemia, like Mandy Moore does in that movie, Elena says, I have tuberculosis. Oh. Carl is not sweating it though. He believes that he can cure her by bringing weird x-ray machines into her. <laughs> Words are hard into her house and basically winging it from there. In addition to his medical-ish help, he also gives Elena jewelry and the latest fashions, because, you know, she, I mean, she's dying, and professes her, his love to her. There's no record anywhere of what Elena thought of all this, but my guess is that it was something in the neighborhood of, can you not? I'm trying to calmly die over here. <laughs> Carl is essentially that guy who won't stop hitting on you at the bar, but instead of the bar, the venue is a deathbed. Sadly, Elena dies at the age of 22. Carl, who's in his 50s, by the way, um, ew, is distraught. He immediately makes a death mask of her face. Um, hello, red flag. <laughs> with permission from Elena's family, he pays for the funeral and constru constructs an above-ground mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery for his dearly departed. And he insists on an airtight casket with an incubator tank full of formaldehyde to prevent decay. Oh. That's red flag number two. <laughs> it gets worse from here. 
visits the mausoleum every night where he says her spirit routinely pops up to say, what's up, and sing to him. I mean, that's a little weirdish creepy, but buckle up, because things are about to get even weirder and creepier. (laughs) One night in 1933, two years after Elena's death, Carl sneaks into the cemetery with a toy wagon. You know, picturing radio flyer. Whatsoever. (laughs) Removes her corpse from the mausoleum and wheels it on home. I mean, I get it. Long-distance relationships can be hard, right? You know, if he has to leave the house, go to the cemetery. And by this point, Elena's body isn't holding up too well. Because, you know, it's been two years since she died. So Carl uses piano wire to keep her together. um, Fits her face with glass eyes. Replaces her decomposing skin with silk cloth soaked in wax. Gets rid of all the maggots, thank God, and uses perfumes and preserving agents to mask the smell and stop the rotting. Because, you know why he can't have the maggots? He keeps the body in his bed. I'm not going to go into ugly details, but yes, he does more than just sleep in this bed with her. Oh, <clears throat> come on. Then f- flash forward again to seven ridiculously long years later. In 1940, rumors are swirling around his odd behavior. Those who remember his frequent visits to the mausoleum wonder why he suddenly stopped coming. His neighbors find it curious that he routinely buys women's clothes and lots of perfume And a boy claims to have seen Carl in his window dancing with what looked like a supersized doll. Don't think they had blow-up dolls in the 1940s. (laughs) Elena's sister eventually becomes suspicious, too, and she marches over to his house, and Carl willingly shows off Elena's body, or what's left of it, in his bedroom to her sister. Oh, So Carl is quickly arrested for wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. I mean, that's it? What about necrophilia, um, rape? um, Psychiatrists examine him and declare him sane. Okay. Apparently, psychiatrists have come a long way, baby. (laughs) And all charges are eventually dropped because nothing makes sense in this world. Of course. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a man in the 1940s. True. I bet he was white, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he was German or von something. We've talked about this before. I mean, we talked about it with Athenaeum. uh, Uh, Dr. Kanabe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've gone down this path. I mean, it's... Goddamn old white men. Not all of you. You know who I'm talking about. In my, and you know what? They don't listen to this show, so fuck them. <laughs> okay. So all this craziness makes headlines in Florida. Again, because nothing makes sense. The public is generally sympathetic to Carl and considers him a hopeless romantic. Ew. Ew. Ew, Dave. Ew, Nick. Okay. <clears throat> blah 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 oh a, a hopeless romantic who's just a wee bit eccentric okay 
For some weird reason, a public viewing of Elena's body is held. 8,500 people line up to take a look because, again, it was the 1940s. Even let out early so the kids could be scarred for life. Oh, Florida. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. So emboldened by the public support and maybe a loose screw or two, Carl asks if he can have Elena's body back. <laughs> can you believe that shit? He was like, well, I'm, I'm legally sane, so I mean, I mean, I exactly. For it, I was taking such good care of her. Do you smell her in this courtroom? <laughs> no, you don't. Denied. Thank God. Uh-huh. Elena is reburied in a secret unmarked grave so as to avoid another toy wagon field trip. Unhappy about this, Carl sets off a bomb at the site of Elena's mausoleum as a way to show authorities what wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave really looks like. Oh, my God. Oh, Carl. So Carl goes on to live another 12 12 years before dying alone. In his final diary entry, he writes, Human jealousy has robbed me of the body of my Elena. Yet divine happiness is flowing through me, for she has survived death. Forever and ever, she is with me. Okay, dude, chill the fuck out. Three weeks after his death, his body is found in an apartment a life-size death mask wearing effigy of Elena is close by. A huge shout out to Emmanuel Hapsis because I did not write that story even though it sounded like it was all coming from me. Emmanuel, you are the shit at kqed.org. Like I said, I, and I, then I typed out who literally wrote this story better than I could have done myself. All this, Most of the snark was his. I added bits and pieces but emmanuel you're my new favorite writer wow wow only in florida right right yeah so it's it's got that true crime vibe i love i think i've heard this story on a true crime podcast i was a little worried that it's been done here um but you know it's got a little bit of haunting and it's just fucking creepy and i i let's embrace the creepy spooky oh absolutely yeah you damn right it is (laughs) So thoughts on our dear friend Carl? Nick? I mean, he's definitely insane. Oh my god. Um and if if everything he did leading up to that bombing wasn't, then <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's like a <laughs> fucking five year old. I'll show you yeah, what wanton like the, and malicious means. He's the wicked witch of the West or the South. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. It was so good. Yeah, Twists and turns everywhere. Some red flags for good measure. And ghosts, apparently. Yeah. It's just when you think it's not. I mean, if I were her, I would haunt the shit out of him. Oh, you know. You know. Well, he's going to hell, hopefully, if that's what he believed. But, um, yeah, that guy's just a hot fucking mess. I want to know. And here's my thing with weird fucking true crime stories like that. I want to know more about his childhood, why he's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are a lot of questions about him outside, like, especially within the, what, 12 years he lived. I There's... Yeah. I, I have questions. I'm sure he found a mannequin and just put Elena's mascot in and did whatever he did to the corpse. 
Hey guys, Ruth. let's throw this over to a couple commercials because I think we need to break this up a little bit. Nick will come back with the story. So gross. Extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost-effective there, and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter. tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. A coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking heartfelt funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormal X road. That's the letter X. This all female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium. Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com 
slash paranormal X road. That's X as in the letter X. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Nick, does, is, does your story involve necrophilia by any chance? No, but it's not going to get any better. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have a feel-good story. No, not at all. Um, it is it is spooky season, as, as you had established. And one of the best parts of spooky season, I think, if you enjoy... I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you enjoy stories. But uh, one of the, the most well-known story pieces of spooky season is creepypasta, which oh. is sort of... You, you're very familiar, but Creepypasta has given us the rate. Creepypasta has given us a Slender Man. Mm-hmm. And I believe sort of Black a, Eyed Children, too, right? Yeah. I mean, it, so many different things. It's sort of this outlet, this forum where we can create our own lores, legends for anybody who can who can uh, come up with some sort of story. Yeah. It's the original the factual, Tulpa, if you will. Yeah. The more factual it sounds, the, the better it is. What's on your shirt? Always, is that a squid? It's a gnome with sunglasses. Oh my god, that's so cool! Mm. Crazy it's a brewery gnome. in Nashville. Crazy oh, gnome brewery in Nashville. Okay. Uh, so I figured I would pick uh, one of the best um, and most effective creepy pasta stories to yes. tell because it is October, and why not? I can't wait. This is going to be yes. scary, people. If you're not familiar with creepy pasta, brace yourselves. Put earmuffs on the kids. (laughs) Earmuffs on the kids. Yes. So this is actually the post date on this, which this is creepypasta has been archived so many times because stories have gone missing. They've been wiped from the internet. So this was actually archived in 2013, but comes uh, popped up on the site even sooner. So it actually has been removed from creepypasta and only lives on in archives for what for reasons I do not know. So. Here it goes. It's short, sweet, and uh, nice and gross and horrifying. In June 1972, a woman appeared in Cedars-Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, California, in nothing but a white, blood-covered gown. Oh. Now, this in itself should not be too surprising, as people often have accidents nearby and come to the nearest hospital for medical attention, but there were two things that caused people who saw, saw her to vomit and flee in terror. You know, that's what that's how I want people to react when they see me. I mean, the- <laughs> hashtag goals. Am I right? The first being that she wasn't exactly 
human. She resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as a mannequin's, devoid of eyebrows and smeared in makeup. There was a kitten clamped in her jaws so unnaturally tight that no teeth could be seen, and the blood was still squirting out over (gasps) her gown and onto the floor. KJ, earmuffs! KJ, earmuffs! Apologies. She then pulled it out of her mouth, tossed it aside, and collapsed. From the moment she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to a hospital room and cleaned up before being prepped for sedation, she was completely calm, expressionless, and motionless. Okay, that's even more terrifying. Yeah, it's a very, very uh, clear visual that's being painted here. Mm-hmm. The doctors thought it best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive, and she did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from her, and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. I mean, I'm scared to think of, like, envision her in my head for more than a few seconds. I feel that. Yeah, it's it's spooky. It's very spooky. Uh, but the second the staff tried to sedate her, she fought back with extreme force. Two members of staff had to hold her down as her body rose up on the bed with that same blank expression oh my god she turned her emotionless eyes towards the male doctor and did something unusual she smiled and as she did the female doctor screamed and let go out of shock in the woman's mouth were not human teeth but long sharp spikes too long for her mouth to close fully without causing any damage Oh my the god. Male doctor, the male doctor stared back at her for a moment before asking, What in the hell are you? She cracked her neck down to her shoulder to observe him, observe him still smiling. There was a long pause. The security had been alerted and could be heard coming down the hallway. As he heard them approach, she darted forward, sinking her spike like teeth into the front of his throat ripping out his jugular and letting him fall to the floor, gasping for air as he choked on his own blood. She stood up, leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to his as the life faded from his eyes. She leaned closer and whispered in his ear, I am God. The doctor's eyes filled with fear as he watched her calmly walk away to greet the security men. His last ever sight would be watching her feast on them one by one. The female doctor who survived the incident named her the Expressionless. There was never a sighting of her again. She get away? Apparently. Oh my gosh. I didn't want to author... interrupt that fabulous storytelling, by the way. Please continue. Oh, thank you. Uh, the author's unknown. We don't know who the user is who contributed the story. We don't know the name of the person. We know nothing. And again, the story was removed from uh, Creepypasta and lives on through the archive. archived sites. Crazy. So with Creepypasta, can you remove your own story? Yes. So okay. just like any form, you can submit and you can also remove okay. anything. Because at first I was like, why are people hacking the site to take down the stories? 
Um, yeah, it's but I think like I think Creepypasta has gone down a couple times very similar to MySpace where like when it comes back, there are things in the code that are missing. And if they're old enough, they are just lost, just in lost time. forever. OK, cool. Yeah. Insane. It's a good one. So good that that's going to give everybody nightmares. So. Oh, it's so scary. That's so good. Thank you so much. I love fucking creepy pasta. Oh. I uh it's I don't think we've cool. ever done Slenderman on this show, believe it really? or not. Really? Yeah. But that Slenderman's great because Slenderman is very, very much so started as creepypasta and then very much so entered reality. I mean, I watched part of that HBO special on an airplane once. Did I finish it? No, because I was terrified. It's scary. Yeah. That's why I called it the original Tulpa, because the Tulpa is bringing scary stories to life. So, just saying. Mm -hmm. Speaking Mm -hmm. of stories, we have a listener story, but we're getting low again, guys. I'm just putting that out there. Um, It's never enough for me, because it just never is. So send in your stories, urban legends, anything, all the stuff, all the things. Maybe you have a creepy pasta story that was Write your own. Yes. Send it in. It doesn't have to be factual. Just we just want to hear some creepy shit. Mm-hmm. So this one starts, hi, Kitsy and Nick. I submitted the Ouija board story back in August. I probably should have sent this one first as it's about my uncle and sister as well. In 1967, my mom and dad were living not far from Chicago in northwest Indiana. Region rats, whoop, whoop, in the house. That's where I grew up, just in case anybody was wondering. Um, My mom grew up in West Virginia, and my dad, no, my mom grew up in West Virginia, met my dad, and settled in the Hoosier State. My mom's younger brother, Connie, came up from West Virginia and worked a job in Chicago. He lived with my family during the week, but would go home to West Virginia most weekends to visit his fiance. During this last visit back to his home state, my uncle took his possessions to my grandmother's home for her to hold on to. He said he wanted her to have it. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just chuckled. I cordled. I caught. Co- co- I don't know. Uh. Continue. That's exactly what she did. Okay. Um, He said he wanted her to have it all just in case something ever happened to him. He came back to Indiana, worked the week, and then prepared for his trek back to West Virginia for the weekend. Before he left, my dad proceeded to give Connie a hard time about traveling back and forth so much. He was trying to stress him out. He was trying to stress to him how unsafe and unwise it was to be going back so often, especially after a long work week. Right before Connie left, my dad jokingly, but with a point, said, where do you want me to send the flowers? Later that evening, my parents received the dreaded phone call that there had been a horrible accident and that my uncle had passed. In the darkness, Uncle Connie had been hit head on by this little MGB, by oh, in his little MGB, by a semi-truck that was on the wrong side of the road going around the bend. I have new glasses, so bear with me. (laughs) They look great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, Almost two weeks later, after my uncle had been laid to rest, my mom awoke in the middle of the night to see Connie standing in between her bed and my six-month-old sister, Jennifer's crib. He had a very concerned look on his face and was pointing to the crib. My mom wasn't frightened, 
She and her brother were very close. She rubbed her eyes a few times and remained there. After a few moments, he was gone in the blink of her eyes. She rolled over and woke my dad to tell him what had just happened. My dad told her it was probably just a dream because, of course, Connie was heavy on her mind. A few days later, my sister Jennifer became suddenly ill. Realizing her rapid decline, she was placed in the hospital. My grandparents happened to be visiting as they were gathering the few things of my deceased uncles that my parents still had. My parents and grandparents were at the hospital with Jennifer. At some point, it was decided that my dad needed to take my grandparents back to our home and then come back to the hospital. But before my dad left, he went to the hospital staff and told them that if something should happen while he was gone, not to tell his wife until he got back. My mom was pacing the corridor when all of a sudden she felt something just, as she put it, cut through her. The doctor came to her, but before he could say anything, she said she knew that Jennifer had passed. He wanted to know who told her, and she said, no one. My sister Jennifer was sick for one day. It was determined she had Rye syndrome. I believe my Uncle Connie tried to warn my mom. Sincerely, Jane. Wow. Wow. So sad on all counts, but so amazing. And it just goes to show, pay attention to what our spirit, family members, guides, angels, whatever you want to call it, they're trying to communicate with us people. They really, truly are. Well, that's why I always, I mean, you can take from this what you will, but, you know, that gut feeling that you have, it's funny, a lot of people seem to not make the connection, I mean, and, and some people don't make the connection because they've never experienced it before, but if you've ever been in the presence of some form of spirit, whether it be one that passed through you or just be near you, when you hear people describe a gut feeling or that or in, or, or intuition in any way, the feelings are very similar mm-hmm. between being in the, the presence of a spirit and then feeling intuition and getting that gut check. Yeah. Um, so however you see it, you know, whatever you believe in, it's, you know, you got to open yourself up to that stuff because there's clearly something somewhere, somehow that's trying to steer you in some sort of correct path that maybe you're not on. Absolutely. One million percent. So. And I'm so sorry for your family's loss. Jane, that was an amazing story, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. It was absolutely beautiful. And now I remember her story. It was the uncle came. No, the Ouija board. She was talking to her uncle, and they couldn't find the baby's grave. Yep. Oh, it all comes. My Alzheimer's is not as bad as I thought it was. Thank God. No, not at all. Not at all. You know what I heard recently? You know those little lights for your face for, for like, um, seasonal depression thing? I heard oh, yeah. they help prevent Alzheimer's as well. So I'm getting 70 uh, of them. There you go. They're not too expensive. I think they're like under $100. But yeah, it's like it's supposed to help with migraines. It's supposed to have, it's like UV lighting or something. Yeah. Super interesting. Super cool. You know. 
all the stuff, all the things. Guys, find us on flow.page slash oddityfiles. You got links to the podcast. You got links to our merch, which, you know, I got an email from my merch Nazi slash stalker lady with T Publix. Like, you haven't sold any merch in 90 days. I'm like, bitch, come on. Been a little busy. Okay, so buy some merch, guys. So she stops emailing me to tell me that stuff. Um, yeah. Is this coming out Friday? Like this Friday? Yeah. Okay, I totally forgot at the very beginning, which I promised that it's worth watching. Yeah. And that I just didn't I didn't remember because we had so much to talk about. Um, if you have Shudder, if that is a streaming service that you have, there's a great series Wait, first, of anthology. If you don't, go to tinyurl dot com slash get shutter there it is uh there's an, uh, a series of anthology movies called vhs and they after years they just put out a new one called vhs 94 and i can't tell you that it's scary because it's not very scary but it is such a fun and entertaining watch for the holiday season highly recommend everyone watch it this weekend oh awesome awesome sauce super super fun I love it. Um, let's give shout outs where they are deserved. First and foremost, check out the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash oddity files. Shout outs to our Patreon podcast producers. Say that. Uh, you down with OP? No, PPP. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Um, Doug Maldenlock, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower. You guys make the dream work. I am Kitsy Duckin. Duckin? Duckin. You're whoever you want to be. Turducken? Kitsy. I'm Kitsy Turducken. The and weird is the new cool. <laughs> and I'm Nick Floyd. I can't think of a funny name for myself, but uh ghost on. <laughs> it wasn't even meant to be a funny name. It was just words are fucking hard. <laughs> yep, they are. Rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddityfiles for all things oddity files. Links to our merch, links to our sponsors, links to all the things oddity files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things oddity files at flow.page slash oddityfiles. Theme music provided by James Grice, edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye.